Yo, what's good, man? It's Petey McGee. You might recognize me from the hit star show, Power Book 2 Ghosts as Salim Ashe Freeman, aka Trevor Nelson. Hey, what's up, man? I'm here with my guys, man, real life street stars. I just did a dope interview. So y'all subscribe, y'all check it out. Tap in with them, man. They the hottest thing going right now. I'm telling y'all, tap in. Everybody start clapping right now. Yeah! Black excellence in the building. Yeah! Petey McGee in the building. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's the deal, man? Man, you already know, man. Real black excellence, man. Real actor in the building. Real star power in the real building. Real thespian. <laughs> man, you know, before we get all the way started, bro, we just want to get a little background. You know, just tell us where you're from and uh, how you got into the acting gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, originally. Um, I got into acting. I, um, man, I didn't have no intentions on being an actor, actually. I used to do music. I was a rapper. Mm. Um, and uh, I did that in, in, uh, in Kansas City for a minute. I, I toured around everywhere. I worked with everybody there. Back, this was like, 08. I had everything on lock in the city back in 08. And then... Uh, my mom passed, a bunch of other stuff happened, and I, I quit music. I quit everything for a minute, and when I resurfaced to the world, uh, I was like, I'm going to go to school, and I just try to choose something easy, honestly. I was like, well, what can I choose that's going to be easy? Uh, and I'm flipping through the admissions book at University of Missouri, and then I landed on acting. I got a brother who's an actor, a couple other people I knew, so I was like, oh, that should be easy. I'm going to do that, and that's how, I, that's how I started. I started off, honestly, first day I went to school, I was still doing music, kind of. And uh, I had just planned on doing uh, like, like selling my CDs. I was like, I'm gonna go get an acting degree just so I can have a paper so I can be like, mama, I did it. And uh, I'm gonna sell my CDs while I'm on campus. And then everything kind of switched and changed and a bunch of things happened. And uh, you know, it, my path changed and I, I started taking it serious. And then I went to grad school after that yeah. for acting. Yeah. Uh, got my, my graduate degree, got my master's and stuff. And then like right after I graduated during the pandemic, uh, I book power. Oh, damn! Right out the gate. Yeah. So we 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 want to take we want, we don't want to speed past the music part yeah, real yeah. quick because we are a music platform. Okay. And you say you was a Kansas City man. So tell me, man, like what was your first rap name? Petey Sensei. <laughs> Petey Sensei was my first rap yeah. name. Everybody, yo, it's it's crazy because now that I'm on this show, a lot of people know me from the show, uh, and I, you know now I'm I'm just now still getting used to everywhere I go. People stopping me, people wanting to take pictures and, and stuff outside of my hometown. You know what I mean? So like, it, it happens for me everywhere. I mean, I've been living in New York for probably uh, the last eight or nine years. Uh, I've been away from home, but I, you know, when I was in school, I was still going back every summer and stuff like that. Um, but I know when I'm home because people still recognize me from music. You know, like anywhere else, I hear people yell, Salim. Salim, wherever I go, you know, yeah. but when I'm home, I hear people yell, Sensei, and I look and I'll be like, oh, that's, that's somebody from my past. I got it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's dope though. Yeah. So you, you got to put us on game, you know, again, we're a music platform. So for us, like, if you were to say, man, hey, you got to check these three songs out that I produce, I either rap to produce, what would those three songs be? Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So. 
all my songs, is, I would say check all of them out. Uh, <laughs> if, if they, yeah. What's the one? What's the one? Well, you got a bitch at the crib, nigga. What's the, <laughs> which one you showing 50? Hey, hey. <laughs> which one you showing 50? Hey. Funny thing is, though, you can't even check my music out nowhere. I mean, I guess it's still it's still songs that that yeah. escaped. Cause once I, I start, you. once I got into acting, I took, I tried to at least scrub everything off the internet. You know yeah. what I mean? So I try to get rid of all my music, but of course it's you. features that I did. It's all kind of stuff that still exists on the internet, on right. iTunes, on all of that. Uh, but most of the stuff is, it's, it's in my personal iTunes. I got from albums that I kept after I did them. Uh, so yeah, that you could find, I wouldn't even know. Cause I don't even know what's still on the internet. I'm surprised sometimes when people hit me up and they be like, yo, I found this song that you did. And I'm, it's usually some song that's 10 years old or, or older, <laughs> but I don't know. I did, I got an album called doing me. It was the last album that I really did last solo album that I really did. Um, and I had this song on there called running, right. uh, which there's a, a music video of that on, uh, I think the music video is still on YouTube Yeah. Uh, for this song called running, which is one of my favorite songs. Cause it was just talking about real life stuff. I was a young dude going yeah. through a lot of stuff. And it was that first, like, you know, I, when I first started off, it was all hood shit that I was talking about. I was talking right. about being in the hood, living in the hood, yeah. you know, doing, you know, guns, drugs, all that type of stuff, because that's what I was seeing. Right. And then once I started getting older, had kids, all that, life started hitting me. So that song was the first one that I made where I really was like, it kind of, it changed the way I did music. <laughs> right. Uh, and that whole album was more real life, like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing life now. I ain't right. just out here banging and, you know, doing this gang stuff. I gotta, I gotta pay bills now. I gotta, you know, I gotta take care of these kids. I got child support, you know, yeah. all that type of stuff. So. so let me ask you this, cause Tech Nine's from Kansas City too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tech is let, my guy. Man, talk to me about the influence Tech Nine had. Cause man, I remember seeing him at a show and his whole show was just his whole roster, bro. And people I never heard of, and they knew the word, like word for word. And I was like, damn, how's he doing that? And he sold out like the gas monkey grill, like two, three, 4,000 people, some crazy shit. And they, everybody had their merch. Like they just had it set up crazy. Um, so what, what does Tech Nine mean for Kansas City? Man, for a long time, like Tech Nine was the number one artist in the world in the entire world. A lot of people didn't know that. He was the number one independent artist, I should say, in the world. Cause Tech Nine was selling out shows that other people didn't even, like they had no clue that he was doing that cause he wasn't mainstream. Right. But underground, he, he was going to overseas and making big money, you know, selling out shows. So for us in Kansas City, but we grew up when he was with 57th Street Road Dogs. For everybody that's in Kansas City, they gonna know what that is. But he was with 57th Street Road Dogs and, uh, like we, he was, he was a legend to us. And he was always like family to me because my family uh, is very close to Tech 9 Yeah. And uh, so like, I listened to his songs. It was, you know that, you know how like when you were a kid yeah. and you rapping songs, but you don't really know what you rapping. Who it is type shit. You know, yeah. Not even that, like you, you, you rapping shit. Like the words that I was saying, I didn't have no business rapping as right. a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just rapping it, but that's how it was with Tech. I knew yeah. all the words to all the songs. And you know, Tech could do that, that speed rapping where he rapping fast. I would Thanks. memorize, all, and we all did. We memorized all his songs. So like Tech was a legend, man. And, and in the city, the first time I went to a tech concert, man, I know what you're saying because it's crazy, crazy bro. It's the energy I've never been. And I've been like, now, what? I've been to all kind of concerts. The only thing that was kind of close for me is when I saw Jay and Kanye for Watch the Throne. Right. But other than, and I still think that, that tech had the crowd rocking more than they did because he knows how to rock a crowd, He's different. man. So like, different. yeah, man, it was, it was amazing, man. And when I was doing music, 
Like I know uh, back then Tech had kind of co-signed me and he gave me inspiration when I was doing my music and that made me kind of keep going. You know what I mean? He saw me at an open mic and was like, man, you remind me a lot of myself, man, when I was That's starting, hard. like keep going. That's hard. Tech, Tech said that to me, you know what I mean? So man, Tech is a legend, man. He, 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 right now even, the way we look at Tech 9, man, in Kansas City, yeah. It's different, you know. Yeah, I think I think the world. I mean, we seen Lil Wayne put him on and yeah. some shit. We seen we seen some big names co-sign him. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's crazy. Now, one of the things that I seen, you know, uh, just scrolling down your Instagram, I seen you posted up with Cooper Films, man. And for me, you know, like Cooper yeah. Films, for those that don't know, was the one that did the uh, Bel Air trailer. You know what I'm saying? And then that trailer got picked up by Will Smith for real. Yeah. Did you ever get the chance to actually work with him, or is it just somebody who shot your music videos back in the day? Like, like, nah, tell nah, us about that. Uh, I mean, that's a. I'm gonna try to condense this story, but man, I really feel like uh, Coop is is one of the reasons my career is what it is today. Um, so that original Bel Air trailer, I was supposed to be in it. Damn. And uh, <laughs> I, I I told him no when he first asked me to do. It. I mean, I told him yes when he first asked me. I'm like, yes, I got you. I was working at a restaurant bartending. So he hit me up. I said yes originally. And then he hit me up like the day before, like we filming this weekend, we filming tomorrow. I'm like, bro, I'm working a double. I ain't going to be able to do it. Like, I wish you would have let me know ahead of time, but I'll catch y'all on the next one. He like, it's all good, but we're going to work together. I'm like, cool. So I'm in grad school at the time because I used to be in Kansas City every summer. I go back to the East Coast. I was in grad school in Jersey. I go back to Jersey. I'm in school in rehearsals for this play that I'm doing. And this girl come up to me and she like, she showed me. She's like, you seen this new Bel Air trailer? She like, show me on her phone and I look in it. I'm like, Heart drop, nigga. When I tell you my heart drop, and I knew everybody in the trailer, I knew I was like, and this somebody who don't know nothing about Kansas City, nobody from Kansas City so far removed from it, right. it went viral. Super viral. And I'm like, man, I told him no, because I was working at the bar, and I ain't even make nothing but like $100 that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even make no money for real. So I was pissed. I'm like, but I mean, long story short, that next summer, I got back to Kansas City. Uh, I linked back up with Coop. He was doing this uh, this this movie called You Shoot Videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I linked back up with him. He hit me up and was like, I got this character I want you to do. I told you we gonna work. I'm like, bet, let's do it. So we filmed another film called You Shoot Videos. Uh, we won Tribeca Film Festival with that film. Uh, it was a major thing uh, for Coop, for me. I mean, Coop already started blowing up because he had just did the Bel Air. It was coming off the back of that. Right. Uh, but for me, you know, it was major for me because a year later, that was the year, literally the year right before the pandemic. A year later, when I was going through my showcase, because uh, when you go to grad school, you do an acting showcase at the end. Uh, where they basically you perform for a bunch of agents, managers, uh, right. you know, big uh, Netflix, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So when I did showcase, uh, it was virtual because of the pandemic, because usually these people come in person, they sit and watch you perform on stage. Yeah. It worked in my benefit, though, that it was virtual because we basically filmed our showcase as if it was like a TV show a TV or something show. Oh, like that. You know what I'm saying? So I got eyes from L.A., from London, from <laughs> everywhere to watch me. So I, I, the reason I say Coop is a big part of my success is because I was in a company of 15 actors and nobody got the response that I got in my company. When I tell you I probably took 100 meetings in the course of a month, I'm meeting with agents, managers. I met with the heads of Netflix, the heads of HBO, yeah. Hulu, all of that. I'm meeting with, you know, with all these casting directors and all that. And I think a big part of it is because I had work out already. And a lot right. of people ask me when I met with them, they like, so tell us about this project you did with Morgan Cooper. 
you know, because they can go and see that. And see oh, I got it. this award-winning film that I'm in. Yeah. And so, I, man, I always, every time I talk to Coop, man, I'm like, yo, I got to give you, I know I say it all the time, but I'm giving you your flowers again, man. I appreciate you because yeah. that led me to signing with my agent, signing with my manager. You know, I got a big team of agents in uh, New York and LA and I got my manager and stuff. But I, I mean, I feel like he was a big part of that. I nah, mean, there was a lot of work I did too, but yeah, he, nah, for sure. he was a big part of that. And, and like I said, I started following Cooper Films after that, you know, that trailer and mm -hmm. just watched the journey. Man, just like his camera work, his cinematography is crazy you know what i'm saying yeah, man hey dude is super he's one of the most talented directors that i've ran across man so yeah. that was your first film yeah that was the God first film damn. i did <laughs> right out the bat yeah that's why i said man that's why i say i got blessed man the first film i did just happened to be with coop it happened to win awards it happened to, i'm like yeah man yeah uh man that's a hard question uh sometimes <laughs> sometimes uh i i'm a stage actor man so like oh, yeah. when i when i when i'm on stage it's different you, right. you go through you go through so many emotions you i'm so open uh, uh like my i feel like my chest is just ripped open sometimes when i'm on stage you feel everything you go through a journey you know i'm i am the character you know what i'm saying the character i don't become a character the character becomes me and i get to when i'm on stage more so i go through that journey tv and film is a little different because like this, you know, it's a bunch of people around. It's usually like 20, 30 people in the room. It's cameras, it's lights. And you're doing that take a bunch of times. I, it ain't like I'm just sitting there and I have to live through it. And if I mess up, I got to run with it because I'm in this. I'm in this world. It, you know, when you filming something, it can be, you could be in your, in your moment and it's like, cut. Yeah. <laughs> cut. Yeah, you know, so I say it's, it's, it's not easy at all. <laughs> but it can feel easy once you become that character and once you really live start to live in that world you know it could just feel like second nature but the hard part about it sometimes is when you get too into a character and you don't know how to let it go I, I used to have that problem a lot when I was on stage you know what I'm saying like coming off a character and I can't like my body would be you know yeah. what I'm saying like I'm like I'm angry because I just came off of talking about these police killing black people and I can't it take me an hour or two before I can shake that off so that's the hard part for me you know I was just gonna ask, like, um, what what was the name of that character? Like, what character was the hardest to like come out of? What was that character's purpose in the uh, the show? And like, how did you decompress? Man, um, there's been a few characters. The one that I could, that comes to mind first, uh, I did this play called Hands Up, um, and uh, it's it's a it's basically like seven short plays, uh, seven short. They ain't short. They, they long monologues, but short because for a monologue, like three, three, four, five minutes is a long time to be saying a monologue. But that's short, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I did this, and I did two of the monologues in this show, and they all. Uh, this was written about uh, right after Mike Brown died, so they all had to deal with that, with the way the the interaction between black people, black men specifically, but women too, black men and the police. Yeah. And, uh, I'm doing this monologue, man, where. Uh, I started off and I'm saying, I'm like, yo, everybody in the audience, it was kind of interactive. I'm like, everybody in the audience, put your hands up. So I go through the monologue Ooh. and then like halfway through, I'm like, y'all, y'all arms is hurting. Yeah. I'm like, y'all feel that, right? Imagine how we feel as black men. You know, it was, it was deep, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, like, hit him where it hurts. Time, hit him in the armpits. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bunch of white people out there yeah. in the audience. And I see, I look out and these white people, they tears crying, you know what oh, I'm saying? That's how you get them. And like by the end of it, I get to yelling because I'm talking about, uh, 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 um, I'm talking about, uh, I'm, I'm basically like building a, 
I'm writing a letter yeah. and I got a bomb strapped to my chest because I'm about to go to the police station. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you know yeah. I mean? And then and then so I did that one. And then the other one, the other one actually was a little harder to shake because it was about my kids and raising a, a son in this world because this world don't love oh, black man. men. And it was come saying on. how black men are like cicadas, you know, like like we just, you know, cicadas only come out 17 years and how I want my kids to be able to like all they want to do is fuck. They come out after 17 years, <laughs> they fuck on. and they die. You man, know what I'm saying? So uh, and it was that it was just talking about raising your kid in this world and like you know that hit me too like by the end of it I'm like yeah, yeah. man you ever drop some Shakespeare game on a bitch man keep it real man hey man you know that man that man that coochie hey. like cicadas baby all you know the time, man all the, look I tell I tell I be trying to tell my homies like man the chicks dig Shakespeare man I mean they dig anybody who Shakespeare <laughs> make you sound smart you know what I'm saying they dig somebody who sounds smart but I tell people all the time like Shakespeare relates to everything we do in life like when i first started doing that shakespeare shit man i was like i'm no nope i'm not doing that i don't want to nobody <laughs> talks like that i don't understand it Thanks. what is going on you know what i'm saying but like once i really start getting into it and i had a, a professor who really helped me break it down i'm like man all these plays relate to real life so it relates to if you're trying to talk to a chick it relates to if you if you in the hood yeah. like slanging it relates to like all these plays can relate to all that stuff you know what i mean would you say that Shakespeare uh, started the first like you know like transgender because you know men use women women couldn't be in plays back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So men, men have to play women roles. Yep, men did all of that. He did it before Tyler Perry was doing before the Shakespeare. Tyler Perry was doing, was doing, it, doing you know it. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so have you done Broadway? Uh, no, I've done off Broadway, but not Broadway. Uh, I, every time I get booked for a play on Broadway, which uh, I, I've never been booked for. Uh, um, a leading well, I guess I can't say a leading role. I've never been booked for a um I've I've been booked for an understudy role, but mm -hmm. I've uh because of schedule, I've never been able to do them. That's real. You know, they have uh, you know, Hamilton is real big on Disney right now. Uh, Fences yeah, yeah. with Denzel, they turned that to a movie and um yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're remaking Color Purple. What would you say is um the greatest stage play that you feel exists? Um right now, uh and that's a hard question. Uh, one of my favorites is a Shakespeare play. It's Merchant mm. of Venice. Uh, and it's, it's because of this one character, Shylock, to me, who, which represents the black man in America. You know, he talk about being a Jew. But right. to me, I'm like, he talking about the same stuff, how we feel about being black in America. But right now, man, my favorite, who I would say one of the greatest things ever written, and it was written pretty recently, is this play called Thoughts of a Color Man that was on Broadway. Oh, like, yeah, I, I went to see that. Um, I seen it with with Da Vinci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have, have you met him? Have y'all? I have not. Nah, I haven't met Da Vinci yet. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I saw that play and it, like, I mean, before the play came out, uh, I had read it. I never saw it in person, but one of my homeboys who went to school with Keenan, with the dude who wrote it, uh, sent me a copy of the play before Keenan was e before it was published, before it was even thought that it was going to be on Broadway. So I still got a copy of the of a, a, a very rough draft of the play and I fell in love with it then. So when I saw it, I just was like, man, life changing, man. It's crazy, man, because I actually won some tickets to go see a play and like Michael, I, I forget his name on the radio, right? And I go in there with my baby mom at the time, right? And it was just so many black women. I was like, damn, I don't think black, I don't think niggas know about this. It's like kind of like the, the situation, right? And then when I come out, Cheaters pulls up. Man, uh, catching, nigga. Yeah, I mean, I said this gotta be the worst spot hey. to get caught cheating, bro. 
Like, this has play. to be the worst spot to get caught cheating, bro. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask you. He thought he was being low-key. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, fucked up. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, like, for those who don't know, how do you, like, when, where do these plays be at? Because, like, I didn't know about it. I just won the tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, when after I saw it, I became a fan of it. I was like, damn, I would love to see more of this. But I just don't know when they pop up. You know what man, I mean? So Yeah, I tell, man, it's about access, man. And black people don't, we don't have access as far as, like, just just the um, the info, the knowledge, the outreach. Like uh, I know a lot of places that I go to now, they working more on that, yeah. on reaching out. Uh, because as black, like my family don't watch plays. Like that's why when I was I was doing plays for a long time. Like I've been acting for what, ten years now, almost. You know what I'm saying? And people just know that I'm acting now because I'm on TV. Right. But I've been acting. I was on I was on the globe at the Globe. You know what I'm saying? That's Shakespeare's original Globe that Shakespeare performed at and built. Like that's a huge thing when you when you live in London. I lived in London when I was doing that. When you live in London, that's like. The bit, and if you were an actor, then you know that that's like the biggest place you could, to me, that was bigger than being on power. You know what I'm saying? My family didn't care about that. Right. They was like, oh, it's dope that you in London. Like, that's cool. <laughs> right. But like, you know what I'm saying? Because as we, as a, a lot of black people, especially coming from where I come from, coming from where a lot of the black people I know come from, we don't have that access to plays. So like, you know, I get on, uh, I would say like the best bet, like Playbill, it's this website called Playbill. It usually have all the news about the plays that's going on on Broadway and all that. Uh, when you, it's different because the markets are different. I would say more black people know in New York where I was living because wow. all the plays are happening on Broadway, off Broadway. But like when I lived in Kansas City, it's plays happening there all the time. But like the black people ain't going to them as much. You know what I'm saying? So, but these theaters are working on reaching out to black people more. Yeah. But you know, if it ain't in your face, yeah, face. you know what I'm saying. Well, they got somebody that, like off two two seven or something. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying. Is there a bag in doing plays? You said, is it a what? Is there a bag in doing plays? Okay, now we look. We getting to the real now. Uh, is there a bag in doing? Nah, if ah, I'm being honest, man. Like that's why, like. Like I love the theater. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a trained actor. I'm originally stage trained actor, and I, I would love to go back for real. But the money ain't there, and like, you know, I got a team now. I see that, like, you know, I got agents, and my agents got to eat off of what I get. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nigga, so you like, fucking uh, Diana, you fucking a Tahada, nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I, you know, I, I could do a TV show. Like, if you you book a series regular on a TV show, you can make anywhere between starting off. You can yep. make anywhere between fifteen, ten to 25,000 an episode, you know what I'm saying? Versus if you doing a play on Broadway even, they gonna pay you starting off maybe, I think, it, the, what's the, the SAG or the, uh, the equity rate is like 986 a week or something like that is the minimum. It's like 986 a week, which is still cool, but that's Broadway though. That's, that's only if you doing Broadway though. So, and it, usually you get paid more than the minimum, more than the, than the minimum. But that's where the minimum starts. But if you're in a place like Kansas City, they be trying to offer me like $400 a week to do a play. Right, I can't now, pay now, my now, bills with $400 a week. Yeah. Now I got to ask you, Desbian Coochie or Power Coochie? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. I mean, what I mean by that, I mean TV Coochie. Uh, not, you know, just in general. Uh, I like Coochie. <laughs> you don't like when they role play? Like they hey, just good at theater? I'ma just tell you though, them the, the 
the women in the theater, man, they are they they like to explore. Oh man, I bet. They, I bet. They like to explore. So you know? where, where are thou, Mill? Have you ever used your acting skills to like win a female back? She might have thought you was like, ah, and you just used your went into the acting mode. Boom, let me get her. Cause you a rapper too, so you got to be quick with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably use rapping more than I've used the, the ah, acting. Listen, bitch, you I wrote your song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I'm good with words. Yeah, you know what okay, I mean? Okay. So I, I spit some words to a chick that make her be like, all right. So I, I gotta ask then, real quick, uh, Tyler Perry, how much credit do you give him to getting people into the theater? with his place. Man, that was the only place I knew when I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, he packed up, he packed up, he mobile. Yeah, it's the only place I knew. I don't really do, I, I'm not a fan of uh, musicals, um, which Tyler Perry's plays were musicals. Hamilton even is a musical and Hamilton, if I'm a watch a musical like Hamilton is amazing, you know, but that's cause they, they add the rap in there with it. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I I think Tyler Perry is the GOAT because of he, the one who got black people. It felt like church, you know what I'm saying? Right. You go see a Tyler Perry play, it felt like church. Hey, uh, I used to sell them bootlegs, bro, back in the day. And <laughs> man, you had Madea goes to anything, bro. Yeah. It was going down. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> was copping the whole set, bro. Call him that. Hey. Now, now, when we talk about like being on a show and reading the script, what do you prepare? How do you prepare yourself as you read upon the script? Like, how do you prepare to get in that character? Because it's just words on paper. Like, how do you make that come to life? Man, the process is different, low key, for every uh, for every project that you do. It's different. Like, usually, what I try to do though, um, I try to help myself out in the best way I can by. Uh, given circumstances, what I, you know, not what I call, it's uh, a lot of actors that know the term, but given circumstances. So like, who are you in this world? Uh, and from there, I try to create the world so I can see where I fit in the world. That way I can become this character. So then I go and I, I, uh, I beat my script out. A lot of actors that know what that means, but like you take it beat by beat and then you, you see what's your action in each beat. And with me, I'm like, what am I trying to get? Even if I'm in a scene by myself, I'm not talking without trying to get something from somebody. You know what I'm saying? We do it in, in life as humans. Like anytime we having a conversation with somebody, whatever I'm saying is because I'm trying to get something from you, even if it's just a, a certain type of response or if I'm trying to get you to do something or if I'm trying to get you to whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I take it beat by beat and I'm like, what do I want from this person or what do I want from myself or what do I want from this situation? Uh, so I go by, go out and do that. And sometimes it's harder, man. Sometimes you don't have all the info. Like when you working on a show like Power, we don't get, <clears throat> we get the script. Like, I mean, it's been times where I don't got the script like a day before we, we go in to, to read it. Cause we do a table read before we start filming the episode. So like a lot of times you might not even have it by the time you get to film it. I, ain't, I haven't even got a chance to spend enough time with it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, so, and with power, because you get it episode by episode, I don't know what's happening in episode three while I'm filming episode one. Right, and sometimes that would be really helpful because it, it'll switch up, and I'm like, man, I would have played that different in episode one if I'd have known I was gonna be doing this. Man. So like, it's hard to know who your character is sometimes because your character can switch fast. So like, you know, you gotta. I, I make up stuff in my head of like, this is who this character is. It's who. Like, man, when I first started doing Salim, I didn't know he was Trevor Nelson. I had yes. no clue that any of that was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, but 
I had to create a world of who I thought Salim was just with a little bit they gave me. Right. Uh, so, and I, with the directors, you know, a lot, I, a lot of things, a lot of people think it's all the actors, but most of that come from the direction of the director. Like we got to go with the vision that they give us. And I'm learning, you know, I'm learning yeah. now that sometimes it's at your discretion, you know, right. to take what that director give you and still put your vision in there too. You know? Have you ever been reading your script and like, these motherfuckers about to try to kill me in this motherfucker? <laughs> I feel like hey, I feel like that's every episode on Power, and we, you know, I talk me and the cast. We always because everybody no, don't nobody feel safe except for probably Bro. About, Mike. Duh. Mike probably the only one that really feels safe. Maybe maybe Mike and Gianni. Right? Bro, I be thinking you like your character be like goes to the store to get pick up what's the name and you walking with a chick and y'all just talking and another nigga script say you drive by and kill some. You know what I'm saying? Like just be at work and he he playing like it's cool and shit. Hey, it be little stuff. I look, I said with the, we that scene when we did where it was like, yeah, I googled your dad. I was reading that. I was like, man, they about to kill me. Man. Man. Why am I googling her daddy? Like, man, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Googling her dad and stuff, man. Come now, on. Now, before we get into power, because power is, that's my favorite shit, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I've been watching Power Sister Jump, nigga. That's my shit. I feel like everybody killed it, man. How did you, let's get the, get this on book. How did you get on power? Because that is, bro, that's a, every actor on there, bro, it's like the fanfare for y'all is different, bro. Like, I've never even seen, I've never even seen, like, I be in a, I'm in a Facebook group right now where they just recap the shit, but they be having memes. Yep. And if y'all do something outside of power, they, they tie it into that and make a funny meme out that shit. Like they really follow y'all. How did you get on power though? Man, um, so like I got to the, you know, I, I kind of told you the story of how I got my team and stuff. And once you get, I, I was blessed to get a good team, man. I got, a, I got agents on both coasts. Uh, I got my manager and her team out of LA. Um, and once you get a team, like you can't get any, on any big show like that without having agents and managers. Uh, but once you get a team, you get they send you auditions. It's their job to get you work because that's how they get paid if you book something. So I got a rock star team and I got a big team. I'm signed to one of the biggest agencies. So I was getting I had started getting auditions like right after I graduated and got my team. I, I was getting probably like five, six. That's on a low five, six auditions a week. Mm. That's good. Average. You know what I'm saying? So like I tell people all the time, everything you see on TV, if it had a black dude in it, I probably audition for it. Damn. Are you, I was auditioning. Are you in L.A. with this auditioning? Uh, not, everything is done self tape now. Self tape, okay. Which yeah. makes it Call easier. Yeah, I do it at home. Yeah, I was yeah. living in uh, living in Jersey, you know, oh, and good. I just filmed myself. I got you know I got a bunch of film equipment and stuff, so uh, I just film my own tapes and send them in. That's so right. I was doing like five or six on a you know <clears throat> average, a lot of times more uh, a week that I'm doing these auditions and I'm sending them in. And when you first start, you know, your first fifty or so, you really want them. You really want those auditions. You're like, I got to book this. I mean, and I feel like sometimes that can hurt because you're trying too hard. I was trying real hard to get all these auditions. And it's hard also acting by yourself on a camera. You got, you know, somebody helping you. They standing over there and they saying the other lines. But you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I was just doing all these auditions and power came in the midst of all these auditions that I was getting. And after you get after, like, like I said, after like 50 you stop caring about auditions because you're doing so many and you just start knocking them out just to do them. Mm -hmm. And I got to that point where I wasn't trying so hard. I just was like, all right, another audition. I got to knock it out because I'm a, I probably got enough, two more that I got to do. So I was just doing them and I knocked that power one out, did it, forgot about it. You start forgetting about them after you do so many. I forgot about it. Uh, and I want to say like two months later, I was on a flight uh, coming from 
I was going back to New York, uh, landing in New York. My my manager, she texted me and um, was like, "You want some news?" I'm like, "Some news? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Let's go, man! I ain't booked nothing for a minute. They probably mad, like they, you know, yeah. I ain't booked nothing since I've been yeah. signed." I'm like, uh, "Okay." She called me when I got off the flight and was like, "You remember you um, remember you auditioned for Power a couple months ago?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, yeah." She like, "You got it." Ooh. I'm in the airport Ooh. at baggage claim. I just was like, yeah! Oh, shit! Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm at baggage claim, people looking at me funny. I'm like, man, this is wild. Wait, were you a fan of Power Prior? Man. And what level of fan were you? Like, how, how much were you watching I it? I watched you- every single episode. Every I was a huge power. I watched it a lot more than I do now, actually. Were you a late bloomer? Like, some people got on, like, season three, season four. Did you? Were you, like, I from the in, jump? I came in about season two of the original Power. Of the power. original Power. You know okay, I mean? yeah. I that's in, like, oh, yeah, you right on season, time. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when, when that, when Power was first came in, that was... I low key was a bigger fan of Empire. Yeah, yeah, Empire and Power going back they and forth. They was going back and forth. Yeah. And I was, I didn't watch Power that first season because I was like, man, it ain't better than Empire, man. Facts. Come on. <laughs> and then when I watched it, I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Empire oh, ain't got shit. nothing on this. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. No. So, hey. Come on now. So, yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of it, which is why for me, when I got on Power, when I got that call, like, it was huge to me because. It was my favorite show on TV. Right. So for them to tell me like, yo, you, I got on this show. And I was, originally, I was only supposed to do like two, three episodes. Oh, that's going to knock you right off. <laughs> yeah. That's going to knock and you right off. off. Oh, my ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you get to meet 50 Cent? Yeah, so 50, I've never got to meet in person. Um, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully one of these days soon. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I never got to meet him in person. A lot of a, a few people actually from the cast where, where we, you know, we do our zooms where we do the table reads uh, before every episode before we start filming every episode. So everybody hop on uh, on the zoom. But a lot of those people, I won't say a lot, but there are a few people like Courtney Kemp. I ain't even met who is the creator of Power. Yeah, shout out Courtney Kemp. I've never even met Courtney in person. I got to meet her on Zoom plenty of times because every episode we all hop on there. But I, you know, I got to meet her either in person. Yeah. So I'm just curious. As you're reading Power, you audition. They tell you the role you're gonna play. I'm curious because everybody has a preconceived notion of the role they're gonna play and the way they're gonna deliver. How much of your character did you know about, and did you even agree? Did you agree with who your character was and like his his place in the power world? Like, did what were you feeling personally about the character? Man, I think there's so much that they could have done with the character that didn't get done. Uh, when you, when when you reading it though, <clears throat> I think you always kind of feel like that as an actor because it becomes so personal to you. Uh, with me, with me at least, immediately it becomes that. I start thinking about this is me. Like I ain't even reading it as the character, which I be trying to make myself stop doing that. Uh, but I, I, I immediately is like, how would I be doing this character? You know what I mean? So you, you do do a bunch of that, but once you start filming, especially like you gotta let a lot, I learned that you gotta let a lot of stuff go. And what I'm learning now, you know, from, this is my first time on TV, you know, I'm learning so much from right. other cast members, from, uh, you know, cause, as a stage actor, it's just different. It's way different, you know what I'm saying? Being on stage and being, on, but from my castmates, man, I learned so much from them. Like they, I feel like I'm in school every time I'm watching them work. And I, I would go back and watch all that, all the episodes I did now. I was like, man, I would do all of them different now. You know what I mean? Cause I was, man, and you could tell, I could tell the first few episodes, like the nerves that I had, man, I was nervous. Like I was around all these people who I never thought, like I'm just a little dude from the projects. Like I'm, that's Mary J. Blige right here. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> Yo, Method so man, I'm, bro. You know it's a rapper. Method exactly. Man. I'm like, man, so my like I I had all them nerves going on, but like 
you try to have this idea of this character, but then you have these directors who come in and they might have a different idea of the character. Right. And then you also got writers who come in who, who are writing the characters and they there the whole time we film it. You know, the oh, writers wow. will come in and if we if we say anything off, a lot of times they'll let us go off. And right. I've, I've learned that like you can go off a little bit more than, too much. than you than oh. you no i've learned that you can go off more than oh. i would have thought because oh. what you they don't play that in stage in stage oh, okay. it's word for word oh, exactly shit. how i and i was doing that them first few episodes i was word for word because that's how i learned to act like oh right. i just got to take this and make you know i'm a shakespeare actor we can't right. i can't ad live shakespeare i gotta i gotta make that me you right. know i can't right. change it around to make it feel more can't like me right. but like with tv you can you can that's cool you can kind of change it a little bit more and you know the writers will still come in and they'll be like all right can we at least get a couple takes what you're saying and how we wrote it but then they let you kind of go off you know what i mean now i gotta ask you man yeah latoya yeah 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 them eyes did you stare into the mind? <laughs> How hard is it to just not stare directly into them, Hazel? Man, man. Hey, Toya's, Toya's beautiful. Toya's my dog, man. I'm going to tell you, like, you know, watching the show, of course, when I first started watching it. And uh, that's Diana for those of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Di- Diana. Uh, when I first watched the show, you know, or when I first was watching the show, I'm like, yo, this is all some of the most beautiful women in the world are on this show. You know, so meeting these women in person, I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to meet Diana. I'm about to. Effie, I'm about to meet Lauren. I'm, I'm like, ooh. But when you when I got there, it wasn't even like that. Hey, Keisha, my dog, man. But it wasn't even like that when when I first got when I got there. It just it's different. And I, you know, any place, anytime I get in any new space, I'm super quiet. I'm super reserved. I, I I'm I'm socially awkward, kinda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, when I get in a new yeah, yeah, yeah. space, I just kind of sit there quiet before I, you know. And I was kind of doing that. And man, Toya was the one who took me out of that. Like I, my first day on set, Toya started talking to me. Yeah. You know, and Toya also knew she know a lot more of what's going on than I do. Cause as a series regular, they give you a lot more information. Right, right, right. Stuff, you know? Like you gonna you gonna be you yeah. gonna make it past the season. Yeah, right, so, Toya, so Toya might have even knew that I was her love interest before I did. Oh, like you I didn't knew even that, know. I knew that like you know that first episode oh, nigga, I was when you wrote, with her a little bit. When you stuff. wrote when you read that script, what would you like? Oh I get hey. the hold on, wait a minute. Man, look, <laughs> hey, hey, look, look. Hey, but I'm gonna tell you, man, it's so it's so crazy, man, because like what what happened was me and Toya start kicking it. We start kicking it outside of filming and stuff. Yep. Like we go out, like that's like my sister, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, for sure. we hang out a lot, you know, and we start hanging out a lot and we start having these scenes, these more intimate scenes together, which made it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it makes it I, I wonder I used to wonder like what would it because I, I know those first couple scenes that we had where we me and Toya wasn't as close and we wasn't at like it was that nervous energy for yeah. me, of course, you know, and I'm trying to like respect her. I'm trying to, you know, and then once we further down the line, it's like, oh, like that's my dog. That's my like, dog. you know what I'm saying? And it's easier. To Is that do really a dog though? Like, like <laughs> do, do you really feel like that? Yeah. Like, I'm like, you see, nah, and I'm I'm saying because you see like like Zalandra and um oh, Todd, yeah, and Spider-Man. Yes. And he was like, yeah, he, he was like, man, you know. Somebody asked him, what is your riz? And he was like, I have no riz. He's like, really, you just wait for your opportunity after doing three or four movies together. <laughs> hey. hey, man. Nah, like we, man, I don't, I don't be, I try not to be on that because I try to keep it, uh, you know, professional, professional. for more than anything yes, because I, I'm always thinking about my job more than that because I'm like, man, I don't want to. Nah, for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah nah, for sure. You know, that's, that's a job, right? right? 
Look, I'm trying to stay alive. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. I'm already knowing, you know what I'm saying? Nah, so. But nah, we, I mean, we, we talk a lot. Like, I, I, you know, I talked to her earlier today, like, and we, we super close, and I think we just, it's hard to have genuine friends in the industry. Definitely. So when you meet somebody like that, like me and Toya right off the bat, like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I value that friendship that I got with her, you know what I mean? So I um, don't. What's some, what's some games she sprinkled on you as far as just acting? Man. And learning how to do it. Um, I mean, one of the things, kind of what I was mentioning earlier that, that I learned from Toya is, 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 the, is the direction that you take from the director. You know what I mean? Like, you still have to, you have to have your vision clear enough that when a director give you a direction, you could take that direction, but still have your vision of the character in that direction. You know what I'm saying? And she also the one who was like, she, <laughs> look, I don't want to look, I'm going to get her in trouble. Uh, <laughs> But she wanted to be telling me when I, you know, I go through my lines and stuff. And she like, well, if you don't want to say it like that, don't say it like that. I'm like, but it's written. That's how they wrote it. She like, if you don't want to say it like that, <laughs> don't, don't say, it. say it like that. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like, I, you know, I, did, I can, you know, she, she the one who, who really kind of taught me that I could put more of my own flavor style. and style into these characters, which I didn't even start doing with Salim until later. And especially, you know, we filmed in season four, I, a lot more was like, ah, I can, you know, I'm now at this point, I'm like, ah, I get it. I get it. I can, I can put my own stuff in there. I can say, I, I changed the lines a little bit. Cause what happens is the writers, especially when you're doing the, uh, the table read, the writers will change the words as, you're doing the table as you, yeah. Because they, if you say it differently, sometimes they'll change the words to what you said. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And if, you know, if they didn't like it, they'll keep whatever they got. But like, yeah, you can, you can kind of put your own flavor you know what i mean into those words and that, and that was one of the things that i learned from her that like oh okay i can, I can. when you first funny. got the role did you were you hoping that you got a gangster role uh for sure <laughs> for sure uh i definitely was uh when i first got salim i you know i did, and i didn't know that salim wasn't gangster you know what i'm right, saying right, right. uh when i first when i first was doing an audition and stuff because it's just uh, i think my audition was like that scene in the bleachers from episode one or something like that so i didn't know that he wasn't gonna get into some gangster stuff <laughs> until until i got there first day and i'm, I'm reading the whole script and they kind of giving me the rundown on what what salim is and i'm like ah, okay i'm like all right so i'm gonna just play square for now <laughs> and then the gangster shit gonna come later it's power yeah. it's power i'm the gangster shit gonna come later and then as we go along, <laughs> I gave up after like like episode like. Because the time the time to get gangster was with Ty, uh, uh, Tyreek fucked your girl, man. Exactly. That was when it was time to get gangster. So hold on. Do you feel like? Do you feel like? Did they see something in me in my in my initial uh, character of myself that make them think like this would be a character fit for me as a, as that character? For sure, uh, um, which I and I appreciate that. If I'm being honest, like All man, right. I I went through a big transitional period when I first uh, when I first came on the scene as an actor because I was scared of how I would be viewed. Right. Right. Because I used to be a gangster rapper. 
I used to be into a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? So, which is the reason why none of my music exists anymore. Right. I got rid of, I used to have dreads. I cut off my hair. I did you all of that because I wanted to be accepted more in the industry, you know what I mean? And I didn't want them to fear <laughs> yeah. me as a black man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you a dreadhead. I know what that means. <laughs> hey. And then mom said, tell them about that Jack boy. I, I was though, you know what I'm saying? That's how I started off as a stick up kid. Like, that's what we did, you know what I'm saying? Like, my, 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 my little brother, uh, just got out because when we was in that he you know what I'm talking about my own my little brother D-Lo like he did 12 years behind the, t the stuff that we was doing you know what I'm saying uh, but after that point I changed my whole image I changed my life and not and it wasn't just on some like I got to change image for like I wanted to like I, I wanted to change my life you know what yeah, I'm saying I wanted best. to grow I wanted to elevate so I tried to get rid of all of that so like man I appreciate it so much now I'm like when people they like you? They like you a square. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, thank you. Call me a square because I worked hard to be a square. I worked real hard to look like a square and to come off as a square because I that's what I want to be, man. I don't want to be I don't want to be looking looking over my shoulder every time I'm out on the streets. I don't want to be like I don't want to do that, man. I want to be a square and and have a nice house and nice cars and not worry about none of that. Like I'm gonna tell you when I first uh well it was early on when I was filming Power, like I'm talking to Toya. Yeah. And we having a conversation. I don't know how we got on conversation about like street stuff. And I, you know, I started telling her like, yeah, man, I used to do this. I used to do that. Like, quit lying. I'm like, That's not in your role. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, nah, for real. To where I had to pull out my phone. I'm like, man, I start showing her my pit old pictures and stuff. And she like, wow. She like, I never would have guessed that. I'm like, yeah. Cause I, I make sure and keep it that way. Now I'm, I'm reaching a place now where I'm more comfortable in myself and I'm more comfortable with my past. And I know it's a part of who I am and I can only be who I am by having went through what I went through in my past. You know what I mean? So, so P, hold on. So when you, <laughs> when you're doing this role again, for the audience at home, they're like, man, he's square, he's corny. And you said you appreciate that yeah. because of your past. So whenever people approach you in real life and they don't know your past, do you have to try to kind of maybe tell them like, nah, my nigga, I'm more, nigga, I'm more solid than you think, and don't get it fucked up. <laughs> when I first, man, when I first, uh, with the first few episodes, um, all the memes and all the people talking crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I, had, I had to talk to Toya. She had to talk me down. Like, talk me down. Man, <laughs> I'm like, I kept saying, like, what I kept saying, I'm like, they gonna find out real quick. I'm not one of them. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't approach me. Don't play with me. I'm not one of them. But like, you know what? I, what I had to learn is like, man, I, I actually appreciate. I appreciate the attention. That I means these people is watching they me do, from all know. around Facts. the world. You know what I'm saying? We go, they don't know me, so why do I care? I don't care what these people think. I don't know yeah. them. They don't know me. You know what I'm saying? So like, I appreciate that they fans of what I'm doing on TV, and they believe it so much that. They mad like man, I get hate. You if y'all see the hate mail I get in my DMs, bro. I, I had to turn off. But I don't even look yeah. at it no more. Yeah. Like man, I get so much of people being like, man, fuck ass nigga. Hey, you a bitch ass snitch nigga. Are you all, like people just yeah. be really going crazy. Like Salim is a real yeah. person. Yeah. I'm like, nah, hey, hey. I'm telling you, bro. I be in the Facebook group. Hey. An hour after the show drop, nigga, they breaking the whole episode down. They on niggas' ass, all that, bro. They not playing with power, bro. They hey, not playing that's with what power, I said. bro. I said, man, that mean I'm doing something right. Yeah. If these people are so invested and they believe that so much, man, yeah. I, I, I love, I, I, I hated it at first. I hated how 
how strong the fan base can come on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like seeing that, like, you know, and I used to say, I'm like, man, I don't care about the shit they talk, but as soon as they, you know, they get to talk about, I used to be so self-conscious about a lot of stuff as an actor, especially being on camera and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it was, it was only one post that made me like really mad and stuff where I'm, man, I'm self-conscious about my teeth, dog. Don't get yeah. talking about how big my teeth is, man. Like I get to, I'm like, they can talk all they want about the character, but yeah. now they talking about me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hold up. But like, even that I let go. I'm like, man, cause yeah. I, you know what helped me though? What's that? I, I had start. I start going to the people pages who was making all them comments and stuff. Nah, it's all right. It's all right. Going out. It made me feel a lot like, better. Okay, I'm like, I'm man, good. look who hey, talking. Man. man, I'm sitting on some man, stacks, on. man. Yeah, man. And I gotta ask you this because one of the one of the things about power, right? That they always talk about is how good everybody dressed, right? They have y'all in the craziest drip. You know what I'm saying? Man, do y'all ever do you ever be like, damn, I wish <laughs> my own screen self could dress like that in real life? Cause y'all niggas be dripped down. Who do you got the power ranking of the drip on the show, man? It's like a they got they got uh Woody and Tyreek at the top. And they got they got uh your boy uh Brayden too, G Giovanni. They got him up there too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Gianni be in some he be in some dope stuff. I would give it I, I would say for me, like the stuff that Mike be having on, man, like it's crazy. Like, and I watch the episodes and I'd be like, sometimes I'd be like, man, they don't even do it justice is what I seen in person when I was looking at that. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had on that JaVinci uh, suit with the, I'm like, oh, I gotta get, I took a picture of it. I'm like, man, I gotta get me one of these. Uh, like, I'm like, and then I, you know, a lot of stuff though, I'm like, I, I, I took a pictures of a lot of stuff with intentions on getting it. Then I was like, but if I get it, I'm just going to have on something that one of the characters wore in yeah. power. So I can't even get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but man, I, yeah, I, I think the stuff that, that they had Mike in, man, they had him in that, in that work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think uh, Woody be having on some dope stuff too, but I think they don't ever switch up Woody uh, color palette. Yeah. He be in black all the time. <laughs> it's like, but it be some dope stuff, but it's just always black. And I'm like, Michael, they at least switch it up a little bit, you know? Now, um, Lil Meech was like on a private jet. He was like, say, I don't think them boys in power be uh, flying like this, man. They don't be, and he's like, they don't be having luggage like this, man. Is it a little friendly rivalry between BMF and uh, the power series? Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we as black men black men and women on these shows you know it's always good you know we always in competition with each other because it's it's all for good sport you know what i mean like at, at one yeah. point in time we thought we was in competition with snowfall when they was doing their last season we was we had a little TikTok uh little battle that we was going back and forth with damson and them on snowfall yeah, got to uh you know what i mean because it's just like of course we're gonna say we the best you know what i'm saying like but yeah it's it's a friendly rivalry man that's that's all it is yeah y'all yeah, kill <laughs> y'all killing i gotta ask uh you know from power to uh to power book two to you know just all the all the um you know the power verse the spinoffs and everything who yeah. would you say like as far as you know one thing that stars always gave it was like a dope sex scene mm. who would you give the, the the top sex scene to as far as in the power verse <laughs> yeah. Ghost go, and uh, yeah. Angie, uh, yeah. Ghost and everybody that they had them with. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, no, Ghost. wait, wait, wait. So even Lala came on there with Tommy, and no one expected Lala to go in like that. That was like that. That shut, was the, cool. that shut the internet down for like a week or it two. It did, but I think it's that's that only was because it was Lala. Yeah, I the, mean, the shit. scene itself, like it was, it was, it was all right. You know what but I'm saying? But it wasn't like when the first time you saw Ghost and Angie. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 for real. Yeah. They was they was doing the Yeah, they was doing the 
so so and maybe you can't speak on this but at the end of power we see woody get shot we don't know where everybody's speculating did, did my boy make it man <laughs> woody mclean can you speak on it <laughs> i can't i can't speak on Fuck that P. Everybody wanna know this. Ghost ain't dead, man. Oh, yeah, that's the real question. Is Ghost dead? Is, is, is he coming back from the dead? That's it. Hey, you know what? You know what? They have been telling us that definitively Ghost is dead, man. People keep asking, like, nah, he's not coming back. But recently, <laughs> like this, it, I mean, I, I ain't about to spill no secrets. It's, it's the same stuff that y'all see on the internet and stuff. You know what I mean? I think I think money can change people's minds and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they had to bring that nigga back with the Dragon Balls. <laughs> We watched him die. We watched all the boy. No, but all the boy is dead. It's true. Wait, I do gotta ask this question though. Do you think it should have been Tyreek? I mean, uh, what's his name? Ty- uh, Tyreek, right? Tariq, do you think it should have been Tyreek that killed his daddy? That didn't make sense to me because it was like they try to they try to paint it like Ghost was just a bullshit daddy. And I was like, I didn't see it. Like, I was like man, you, you know what happened? I don't know if y'all peeped though at the end of that that season, that last season, um, how they they made Ghost a villain. Like yeah. he start, he start doing stuff to he make everybody it. hate him. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And and stuff to Tariq, especially to make Tariq hate him. But I'm gonna just keep a G with y'all. Like it had to be Tariq to kill him. Otherwise, there would be no ghost. That's true. We wouldn't have the spinoff. That's you know true. what I'm saying? And That's a big lie. part of that spinoff is him killing his dad. You know what and I mean? I and I, they was already thinking ahead. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with I fuck with the power book too as much as ghost. I fuck with it equal. I mean, I think it's fire, bro. To get nine seasons is crazy to me, yeah. bro. Now this I, 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 is a uh, is Tommy like John Wick or something? Who trained? Hey. Is he a Navy SEAL, bro? That, hey, that motherfucker's the Punisher. He really is, man. And Tommy <laughs> is one of the people who can't be stopped. Cancel Christmas on your ass. You know? <laughs> now, I, I got to ask you, man. Your partner pull up, man. He pull up with the cannon, man. He said, hey, man, check this out, man. I got the Tubi movie jumping, baby. I need you in this bitch, man. I got five bands for you. You fucking with it? <laughs> you said if it's my partner. It's your it's partner. Your he pull up with the cannon. He got the script laid out, though. Straight Tubi. Hey, this bitch straight Tubi. No, hey, lighting fucked up, all that, but... This bitch hitting Tubi though. Yeah, All right, I'm gonna keep it G. Like with me, uh, it don't it don't even be about. It's not a money thing to me. It's about um, content. Uh, if, the story. If my partner coming and he got a good story, and I, I read the script and I'm like, hey yo, I fuck with this. Like we can we can make something happen because I also got a vision. I, I got I got a vision. I got my own production company. So if, if my partner come to me and he got a dope story. I'm gonna help him. I might bring my own resources to be like, bro, I got cameras, I got lights, I got people, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's make it happen if he got a dope story. But I'm gonna tell him straight up. Uh, also, like, what be a lot of times, like, a lot of people ask me to do stuff. A lot of people will reach out about me doing films and doing projects. And, I, you know, it ain't that easy. It's a lot of red tape now. 
now that I'm I'm a SAG actor, like I'm right, in the right. union, which for me presents a lot of red tape. I can't just do no movie and put it out. Gotcha. I could get kicked out of the union and then I'll never be able to be on a show like Power. Damn. You know what I mean? So like you gotta go as the producer of it, pay for them licenses, pay for to make it a SAG project. That way you can have a SAG actor in your project. Otherwise, you you can't even have any SAG actor, which is any actor that's on TV, because every TV show or movie that's in theaters or on TV mm. is SAG. So the actors who in it have to be SAG unless you like background. You can, can, can you, you explain that for those who don't know? What is a SAG actor? Uh, SAG <laughs> is a Screen Actors Guild, um, mm. which is the union that all actors, that TV actors in. It's called Ec Actors Equity for uh, theater actors. But for, for film and TV actors, it's the Screen Actors Guild. And if you are on TV, if you are in a, any blockbuster movie, you have to be in this union. They make, they basically force you to get in the union. Like you do something that's called a must join. Like you could do your first, I think your first couple episodes on the show, you could do without being SAG. Right. Uh, and then they make you a must join. I think you get two episodes, something right. like that. Or so many hours if you're doing a film or something like that. Or so many weeks, my bad, that you could do before you become a must join. And once you become a must join, they say, you got to pay this $3,000 because it costs $3,000 to join SAG. You got to pay this $3,000 and become a part of this union. But hopefully you <clears> working a job. You know, I was blessed that I was working power to wear that $3,000. I'm like, all right, cool, easy. Yeah, pay that. yeah. I'm in the union. I don't have to worry about it. But what that does is it gives you, it covers you as an actor on any set. I got benefits. I got health insurance. Oh, shit. I got, you know what I mean? My health insurance is through SAG. If anything happens on the set where somebody, like, I got a union to back me up now. That's hard. Um, yeah. Which, you know, um, I, I get depressed talking about the union right now because it's a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We, right yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, man. But but I just gotta ask um for just to give the people advice. I watch a lot of I've been watching a lot of Tubi movies lately, man, and I see where they be trying to go. You know what I'm saying? You, you see what they be trying to do. Yeah, what advice would you give to somebody just writing a script and actually making a movie? Like, where do you think they go wrong in some of the stuff that they put out? Man, I think sometimes I feel like people don't even like. Like you gotta really, how do I say this? Like sometimes I feel like I feel like people just want to throw something out just to say they did something. I feel like you gotta handle it with care. Like I treat every project I'm doing like my baby. If I'm going through and I'm looking at it, and it, man, them cuts that they be doing and all the, <laughs> like this person was wearing a jacket and now they not when you cut back to them. Like little stuff like that, continuity, man. Like I I just couldn't put. And I get that you just you know you really doing some stuff and you really want to put it out, but like. You got to take the care before you even get in that. Because I think what happens with a lot of them Tubi movies is they just go in and just shoot something. Right. I think what happens is you got to do all the work before. You got to do the pre-work to where stuff like that don't even come in. You got to hire, get your homeboy to do it. Get somebody who really believe in your vision to, to do continuity. Continuity is, is stuff like that, where, where a jacket is, you know, if it, yeah, you got to make sure that if this cup is sitting here, and we cut and then we got to do that scene again that cup needs to be still sitting there you know what i'm saying you got to have a person uh, there's one person's job is just that to make sure everything looks the exact same i just produced a film in new york where i had a per it was a, a girl who i went to school she went to school with me that was just her job is to make sure that we and we had to refilm a bunch of stuff because we i had it on this jacket i got on this essentials jacket and uh I, I, I had it on, but I take it off midway through when we filming because I'm, I'm in the studio. It's, it's music. The, the film that I just produced got a lot to do with, uh, with hip hop music and classical music and stuff. And I take off this while we in the studio. I take off this jacket and we get to this other space where I'm supposed to not have the jacket on because I took it off earlier. And it's like I had to keep remembering when to have it on and when to not because we ain't filming it in order. Right. You know, we can film some stuff that's in the beginning of the movie. 
uh, at the end. We could, you know, it all just kind of gets, so I got to remember when to have this jacket on. And I'm, I'm acting, so I'm not paying attention when I'm supposed to have it on and not supposed to have it on. And what happened was we started filming some scenes where the, the girl wasn't there. And I didn't have the jacket on. I was supposed to have it on. And when I tell you, man, I was hot too because I'm, I'm one of the producers on the film, so I'm paying a little more attention to everything because I'm like, every, time costs money. I'm spending money where, you know, and it was a scene where I'm acting and I have to cry in this scene. You know what I'm saying? So like it's the, the camera is like we in this black void space and the camera is like pushing in on me and I got these tears coming down and I had to do that one over. How do you make yourself do that? Man, um, there, there's a lot of different ways, man. I feel like it's been easier lately because uh, like when a lot of stuff is happening in my life, it's easier to cry because I don't cry in the real world. So I use that on screen time as my time to cry from everything I want to really cry about. You know what I'm saying? So when you experience some stuff in life, like I remember the first time I ever cried on stage, I was arguing with my baby mama. Yeah, I was but, arguing at home, my baby mom, I wanted to, I'm like, whoo, I, I get to the, I get to the stage, man, and I'm doing this play that just happened to be about being a man, being a, a man and how we supposed to be strong, but when you be strong, then you too strong, and now you this and all that, and I'm saying this monologue that I had been saying for probably a month, I had been doing the same monologue, but this particular time, I just came from arguing, I'm talking about bad arguing with my baby mom, like, I got two cars in the driveway, I walked. Like, why yeah, had my son walk? I'm like, man, come on, we, see, you know, I'm walking, walk to the theater. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I'm hot. And by the time I get there, I'm doing this monologue, and it was the first time I, I like actually heard the words that I was saying as I was saying them, and I used all that. And like, man, when I tell you, that's what made me want to be an actor. That was the first time. That was one of the first. That was the first play I ever did after I first got into school and stuff. And I, after I got off stage, I was like, man, I want to do this forever. Like, this is a, a release. It's cathartic, you know? So, like, now, I mean, but it's different ways. Like, now when I got to do that, um, I used to channel, because my mom passed, and I used to try to channel that, but it's dangerous. So I stopped doing that because sometimes, you know, kind of, I was talking about that earlier, how, like, sometimes you can't control it. Sometimes that can get where I'm uncontrollable. So what I do now is I do as-ifs. I just take a situation that's similar to whatever the situation is, and I substitute it. And I, I say, as if this is happening, like, you know, as if this dog died or as if whatever, you know what I mean? And my training taught me to be more vulnerable. Like, I, I could cry. For, like, I, I saw a squirrel get ran over, and I saw it dying in front of my face, in front of my eyes, and I start crying because I'm watching the squirrel die. The, me before it would have been like, damn, that's fucked up and walked right past it. You know what I'm saying? But the training that I went through was hardcore, man. At my first year of training, ripped me open and I felt like I was crying every other day. It's crazy. Yeah. The last time I cried, my baby mama like got me for my taxes. Yeah. Hey. That'll do it. That'll do it. Oh, oh. That'll make you do that. Hey, that'll do it. That'll do it. Hold on. Sometimes it's harder though. Sometimes you gotta have a push. It's good when you have dope people to work with you though too. Though. Yeah. Now, now uh, I wanted to ask. I wouldn't. Now, um, you're a celebrity. You, you're a celebrity. You deal with um, celebrity shit, and you know, dating as a celebrity. Let's just say your girl goes to see Usher. Nah. 
and your girl and your girl is serenaded by Usher as a celebrity. What is your next move? I just had this conversation yesterday. Uh, man, <laughs> bro, they in <laughs> my and like, I think if you in this world, you have an understanding of the way things work. If my girl go see Usher. I'm not going, I just had this conversation with my best friend. I'm not, I ain't tripping with my girl about none of that. Like even, you know, they would say he started talking about what she had on, right? That's what he made it about, like what she was wearing. Right, like, we I know want my about girl, that. No, I want my girl to be sexy. Like where, where, put that shit on. Like, yeah. But like, if my girl doing that, I, you know what? I'm gonna talk shit to you. I'm gonna talk shit. Yeah. I'm gonna bring it up. Yeah. I'm gonna keep bringing it up. I'm not really mad, but now right. I got something that I can talk yeah, shit about. Here. Every Look. time you say anything, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, the way you was doing with Usher. I'm not tripping. I'm definitely not about to get on the internet. I'm not about, you know, that's not, that's. Uh, but every, when you jump in the car, that you got a bag going to be playing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Hey, as soon as she get in the car, I'm, yeah. I'm, now, you know the hell, you know the hell you're going to get if you wear some gray sweatpants to Beyonce concert and she want to do a little, uh, little show with you, pull you up on the chair or something. You know you're gonna get hell. She like gonna a bring it up every argument. No, no, no. I know I'm not Beyonce or nothing. But you know what I'm saying? Nah. She's gonna keep bringing it up. Like, nah, we was talking about JT and Lil Uzi, how he just he took a picture. <laughs> Man, all this should be for show. Like, I think that's what people gotta realize. And when you were in the industry, and a lot of people that I've met in the industry and a lot of people even on the show, a lot of my friends have taught me that, man. Like a lot of shit that we do, man, it's because we know the cameras is always on us. We know somebody is always watching us. So like our partners hopefully would know that too. Anybody we dating, they would know that like, man, this is all for show. Like I'm doing this because I am in the public eye. When I get home with you, that's a different thing. You know how I treat you when we at home. Like, do you feel that I'm treating you bad there? If not, then why you? Yeah, tell that to Seth. It wasn't that not Seth Rogen, but uh, uh, I, I forget his name. Um, I got to ask you then, because, you know, you got Michael Rainey there, but you're dealing with Mary J. Blige and also Method Man. How is it working with them two, like on set, like the living legends? Man, um, I never got to, uh, me and, me and Cliff didn't have, me and Method Man didn't have no scenes per se. I got to, you know, but like we didn't have scenes where we were in the same scene together, having to work together. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, just, I mean, Meth is one of my favorites of all times. I mean, come saying? on now. Like, come on Mary now. J. Blige, man, like, like. 411, yeah. come on now. Mary J. Blige, like, I remember the first day, my first day on set, Mary J., yeah. Mary walked by, and my heart just kind of. And he said she just walked by. <laughs> And I'm like, and she wasn't even close to me. She was like all the way across the room. Bro, and I'm, I can only I'm imagine. Like, Ooh, because, you know, I'm sitting on, uh, uh, I'm, we, we all kind of hang out in the same common areas before, when we not filming, you know, we all kind of sitting there. And like, like that first day, I'm just kind of sitting there quiet, like, you know, just watching everybody. <laughs> like, it up. But Mary is so, like, Mary don't even be around us. When we all be sitting together and stuff, Mary be at her own personal space, her own dressing room and stuff. So my first time, see, I met everybody else kind of before we said action and start going. Mary, my first time even seeing her, the cameras was rolling. Oh, wow. And it's the scene where I'm sitting on the bleachers and I'm next to Diana and Mary walks by and, you know, she, Diana's trying to like look and she like, ain't, don't give her no look or nothing like that. That was my first time even wow. seeing Mary. like action. Yeah. We're like, going. And I'm like, wow. And I mean, since then, I've got to... Man, I got to have conversations with Mary. I got like, I love Mary, man. And, but like, yo, it's wild. Like, I, man, I, nobody, 
I was the most starstruck though. Don't don't get me wrong. Of course, I was starstruck seeing Mary, but I think the one that kind of hit me the most was Lorenz Tate, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 He. Yeah. No. He's one of the greatest method actors. I I was. Man, I'm sitting in my chair. This is my first day. I'm sitting next to Lil Mo, who I didn't even know was Lil Mo until after talking to her for like an hour. Oh, wow, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting next to her, and I'm, I think I only really was talking to her because she was the only other person who I didn't recognize from the show, you know what I'm saying? And then right after I figured out that it was Lil Mo, I'm like, oh, that is Lil Mo. I'm like, but you know, I ain't seen Lil Mo in like 10 years, you know what Right, I mean? no facts. So that's why I didn't immediately, but I, I'm sitting there, it's me and her sitting next to each other talking. And I'm like, I'm gonna just talk to her because we knew here yeah. and everybody yeah. else. And then Lorenz Tate walks in, and I'm sitting there, and he walked right up to me. What's up, my brother? Welcome to season three. Shook my hand. That's I'm like, dope. uh, yeah, what's um what's what's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Season three. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. season That's three. That nigga with dreads. When like, he had dreads, like, that nigga look crazy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey. That nigga like a real like, bro. It's crazy because I'm sure you grew up as, you know, becoming a thespian and stuff, grew up to guys like Lorenz Tate right. to see not only like Love Jones, but O Dog yeah, and man. other roles he played. Like he Lorenz Tate was a, a, a idol for me growing up before I, you know, I I, I, I didn't even grow up being an actor. Like I I was a, you know, I was in the streets and stuff. So like, Lorenz Tate was O Dog to me. That's what he was before. Like even when I didn't even really watch Love Jones at first, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like that's O Dog. Like so even when I, it's funny because we, me and Lorenz uh, was coming up. We be coming up with nicknames for everybody on set. And uh, I told him, I was like, man, I can't even come up with a nickname for you because you just O-Dog. I'm like, yo, your nickname is O-Dog. <laughs> like, like, but, you know, like, it's so, but, you know, of course, after, later, you know, watching Love Jones, watching everything he did, you know, when he played Frankie Valli, like, oh, amazing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, watching everything that Lorenz has done before I ever even became an actor, I looked at him and was like, man, that dude's one of the greatest actors ever, which is why I think when I met him, it hit me so that I was like, he's shaking my hand. This Lorenz Tate shaking my hand. Like, yeah, so man. Yeah, as a black man too, like, I'm like, man, and he's so cool, so grounded, so he's the one, him and Woody, man, watching them, I learned so much from watching them two work. Now, we know um, as an actor, sometimes you have to act like you don't like somebody, mm-hmm. but have you ever had to act like there was somebody you didn't like in real life and you had to act like you liked them for the show? Mm-hmm. How do you uh, do, how do you, <laughs> 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 how do you, how do you, and I'm not, this is not, for, just any, anytime you had to act and there was a motherfucker yeah. like, you annoying, but I have yeah. to like you for this scene. Like, how for do you, sure. how do you, how do you work through that or how do you, Man, I, I've never experienced it on TV, on Power at all, thank God. I love everybody on that set, like for real, everybody real rock stars. But like, man, on, working on stage, especially like, I, I mean, for me, it only happened really when I was in, I guess that's not true, but a lot, it happened a lot when I was in school because I went to grad school. And when you in a, <clears throat> a grad school program, especially a top grad school program like I was in, you spend all your time with the same people. So of course, it's going to be people that you start to hate, that you can't stand, all of that. So... Man, the way I, it got hard. <laughs> it got hard. Hey, hey. Uh, but what I do is, man, you just, you, I, I try to put myself so in the world that I'm like, this is not that person. This is a whole completely different person. What is my relationship to this character that this person is playing? And then, you know, because that's even hard. Like, sometimes you got to make yourself sexually attracted to somebody who you think is, yeah, yeah you know like, what I mean? Who you ain't at all, who you have no kind of sexual attraction to, and you got to kiss them, make out with them, and, and sex scene, and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, which I've had to do on stage. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
and I think you just what I do. I, I do that same kind of substitution thing I gotta do. Take the honey pack. Bought that ad run. Hey. Hey, look, that same as if I got to do when I cry, sometimes I got to do that when I got to like somebody that I don't. I'm like, as if this is... Halle Berry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I mean. Now, I got to ask, um, how much are you into the politics of power, man? You know, 50 Cent is, you know, wanting to, you know, or may possibly needing to exit stars and go a different route with the, oh, with the power do. verse. Uh, how much are you into the knowledge of what's going on with the behind the scenes and the politics of power? Yeah, 50, nah, 50 gone. Yeah, like 50 done with stars. His his deal with stars is done. He left stars, but what a, what a lot of people don't realize is that it doesn't really affect power. Power is still gonna be on stars. Okay. Oh, okay, um, okay. He's not taking his shows that are on stars already and going somewhere. That's just he ain't making no more shows. Yeah, yeah, he ain't giving no more okay. with stars, you know what I mean? And he's still a producer on power. Yeah, facts, you know, facts. he just is not he just ended his deal with stars to keep creating content with them and you know. So who leaked the show? Because we be in there looking like, is this is the leak planned? Because every season it leaks. So we be like, is this 50 planned? Like, you know, we don't we never know if it's if it's a joke or if it's for real. Man, I don't know who be leaking them shows. This, these was some icy leaks. This wasn't even like the these bad the, leaks, nigga. This was like, this was the show. <laughs> hey, I don't know who. But they said Sax did because they killed him off. They put it on oh, Sax. Hey. <laughs> nah, man, I, I mean, I don't know who. Uh, a lot of my homies came to me and was like, Bro, you did it. <laughs> he got tight. Nah, nah, they ain't even come to me like that. They was all like, So would you be mad if I watched the. Yeah, the leak version. I, of <laughs> I tried not to. I tried to stay silent, bro. But I'm like, at the end, nigga, nine and ten. Fuck. I told him why. I said, long as you watch it again when it come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I then did just let it play in the background, even that. or something. You know, <laughs> watch it again when it come out. I ain't tripping, man. Yeah. I know a lot. My, I come from everybody. My whole family seen all them episodes. They watched all three of them soon as they leaked. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> all three of yeah. them back to back. Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> Nah, for real. So season four. So the writers' strike didn't affect the season four. Was it already done, or it did and it didn't? Okay. It didn't keep us from completing season four, um, which season four is still going now. It's about, it's about to be done, pretty much though. Um, it didn't affect us to where it shut our production down all the way. Gotcha. Um. It affected us in a way there can be no changes made and because power is a show where things are constantly changing right. gotcha. um, and that's all that we have to go through the writers to be able to change anything like you know somebody could be dying and then we go a couple more episodes and we figure out oh, we don't want that person to die mm. let's let's rewrite some stuff mm. and let's go back and refilm this or re you know whatever they want to do like you know because uh i've heard that this happened before where somebody has died and then they had to go to the and rewrite it and be like all right we changed our mind we don't want this person to die okay 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it can, yeah. you know, it's, it's happened before, but like now stuff like that can't happen. So if somebody die, they, they, whatever script that we got already That's it. is what we had to use. There could be no changes happening Damn. in the script now. So it affects the way we shoot and it even affects some of that. Like I told you how we can say stuff and they change the script around. They can't do that. Can't anymore. do that now. Ooh. You know? So like, like two. <laughs> now, cause I was going to ask, I was going to ask this, does social media play a role in how they write the script for power? Cause Man, bro, they are so involved. The social, like you see all the tweets. And stuff. I want to say yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, it, it seems that way. You know what I'm saying? It seems like they de- and it, and definitely when they when they are making these new seasons, I think they paying attention to what people were saying about certain characters in the in the seasons before and not. You know what I mean? Like they they definitely pay attention because they write to play off of some stuff that that fans say. Like even even little stuff like about uh, Tariq having a car. Yes. Right, right. You yes. know what I mean? Always walking. They you know, played on That was a fan thing that all yeah, the fans yeah. used to talk about. Right. You know? right. Everyone's yes. Yeah. Or, or, you know I mean? or the fact that it's always in the same season. It's always <laughs> right. you know what I mean? in, in fall. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. No, so I'm just curious. Um, for you as a fan of the show, how would you like to see Power to end? Uh, Tariq's story. Um, you know, they always go with spinoffs. So, so who would you like to see a story spinoff of? Uh, how? Where do you see, as a fan, not not as your actor, but as a fan, where would you like to see it to go? Man, I um, I honestly, I like Tariq's character. I didn't at first. You know, I didn't in the, in the original Power. Yeah, we I was like, yeah, this was, yeah, I mean, I was upset. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. nigga, this shit, daddy, this nigga. Love, nigga. Yeah, hey, for real, I'm like, man, that nigga. <laughs> you know all that. I'm like, but I, I see, I see the trajectory of that character and where he could end up. You know what I mean? Like, I would like to see him because right now, I think what the show is doing is they trying to put him on a similar path to what. His dad was doing, right. you know, yeah. with Tommy, and, the ghost and Tommy, and yeah, and we see the ghost and Tommy, and we see Gianni. You know, they trying to give Gianni his bodies now, you know, which is another fan thing that all the fans yeah, talking about. They wanted the Tommy and yeah, ghost, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's what's happening. What I man, what I want to see is is Tariq be able to win. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because right. like quit I, the game and nah, go full legit. Nah. Not quit the game. Okay, okay, okay. But to win. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because. He it's always it's always something ain't it like negative. every time Tariq think he they don't even let him win for one whole episode <laughs> <laughs> he might start to win a little bit in the beginning of the episode and then boom he hit with something else again you know yeah. what I'm saying I think with it at least with Ghost like you would see Ghost up for a little bit where it's like alright Ghost doing his thing and he was kind of more on top of it so I want to see them kind of give Tariq Man. more um, just more charge over everything Man. Like he, he over did. his fate, you know what he, I'm saying? Man, he killed his daddy and his mama took the charge. Oh. He won. Oh. <laughs> oh, We're gonna go back to the biblical point of it where you honor mother and father. Yeah. Maybe Tariq is experiencing the, the generational curses that it take when he when when he you actually do something like that yeah. and you got to yeah. suffer through yeah, man. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They might be taking a biblical point to it. What you yeah. think about that? Yeah. No, hey, that's facts. That's facts. So, who would you like to see? Who would you like to see a spinoff of? A spinoff, man. If they had, like one of the new characters, who would you like to see get have a spinoff? Um. Well, originally, uh, Tate was supposed to. He was supposed to have. So that's not going down. That's not going down. Have 
I mean, I don't know if it's put on pause right now, or that, gotcha. but they kind of just made him a part of Ghost instead right. of giving him the uh, giving giving him his own spinoff. I think who I would like to see, like, man, I really like, I like Kane's character a lot, mm. but like, I, I wanna, I, I wish we could dive more into it, but I feel like for a Kane spinoff, like that means just basically a Tahada family spinoff. Right. That's that's the whole family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that could be interesting, man. I, I want to learn. I'll tell you who I want to learn about. I want to learn about Effie. Oh, prequel like. Bro, yeah, she like, is the like, most mysterious yeah, We don't character. know nothing about Effie. Shit I feel about like Effie. we could have a whole spinoff on Effie yeah, just real. going into her past and right. how she got where she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they, they, it was a lot of times where they almost teased something originally. And they never was supposed to do a lot of stuff going into her background and all that stuff and they kind of tease it because they i think they originally planned to but right. a lot of things change yeah you know it changes all the time i think they planned on going into uh Celine's background a lot more yeah. you know and then they kind of just dropped it off dropped the ball after it was yeah. like oh you was raised by white people it was yeah like, all right. everybody thought they were going to tie mecca in with effie like yeah. they, that was on the the um the predictions on the yeah. on the forum yeah. board everybody thought Celine was uh tied in with noma who i think noma is a dope character too though. yeah noma's fire i think, I think they killed i think they killed off make away too fast yeah he was yeah. killing that shit. he was think, killing yeah. that whole second season brian hold you <laughs> so if 50 cent courtney kim could put another show on tv what show what story would you like to get would you like to see be told oh that's a that's a tough one. Um, I think I would want to see. I would want to see. You know, I like a re, I like a good redemption story. I think that's why I want Tariq to be able to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to see a story of redemption. But like, I'm my favorite type of work to make is something that speaks to the empowerment of black men specifically. Uh, yes. You know what I'm saying? So I want to show that shows that like, you know, we can come from where we come from, but like, I, I want to show something that changes the perception of, of black men from the hood. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that black men from the hood shouldn't be seen as monsters. I want to, I don't know how, Courtney or 50 could do that, but that would be a dope show to me to where like these black men, they don't have to change who they are. Yeah, they can the, be doing what they did with the, they uh, be, the nigga that was in jail. That, that, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's true. Godfather Harlem is a story that I feel like I didn't understand. I that. just started watching that. Yeah, that's man, it's fire. I didn't know that it was so much nuance to that character. I'm like, okay, wow, this ain't just this ain't God, 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 the street nigga. Yep, yep. Changed his whole life around yep. pimp street. Nigga, I was yep. like, I did not know that, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah no. That's man. I mean that's the type of stories I like though. You know, yeah. I want to see that. And I'm you know I'm a sucker for a good love for a good hood love story. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I love a good black love story, man. I watched Intergalactic. I thought it was fire. The animated movie that Kid Cudi did, man, I thought that was yeah. fire. I'm like, man, we need something like this that's live action. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Showing black love. I, I'm, yeah. yeah. But I mean, black. I was just having a conversation about that. Like, man, how it's, it's harder to make a black love story because people don't buy into it as much. Like, I was talking mm. to somebody how like white people can do these rom-coms and they can have right. their rom-coms. But if you do a black rom-com, the only person really doing that is Kevin Hart. And if Damn. you ain't Kevin Hart, like what ain't nobody else really doing rom coms that people will buy into. Oh, Issa Rae, yeah, yeah, you right, Issa Rae. Yep. She kind of, she kind of killing shit. Uh, what's the worst movie you ever seen? Sharknado up there. The worst movie that I ever seen. Oh no, man! The movies that I be feeling like the worst movie that I ever seen, they end up being like my favorite movies after a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I thought Pootie Tang was one of the worst movies I ever saw sure. when I first saw it. Now Pootie Tang is a classic yeah. to me, bro. Like. 
I watched that and I'm just like, yeah, this is some of the greatest cinematic uh, masterpiece that I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? Nah, for real. Uh, so but I don't know. I think I think uh, I think a lot of the stuff on Tubi now. I, yeah, I, I haven't watched bad. much of it to really say that it's like the worst stuff I've seen, it's but bad. just from seeing some of the clips that I've seen, I'm like, it's bad. Yo, these people didn't even care. They ain't even give a damn. <laughs> they didn't give. Yeah, it's wild. So I think Pootie Tang at least like these people. They was doing something. They, they knew trying. what they was doing. Yeah, they knew what they was doing. So yeah. man, tell us, tell us like you say you got a movie that's coming out that you working on. Tell us about that real quick. Yeah, um, it's a movie. Um, it's called we we in the process of changing the name and stuff now um but it's called duende uh, as of now um but it's about it's basically about uh mozart and salieri uh the classical composers yeah um this this dude alexander pushkin wrote a play in the 18th century 17th century um about mozart and salieri and basically in this play mozart is this hot young composer coming up salieri is jealous of him and he poisons him and kills him that's the that's the short of the story right right salieri kills mozart uh and the so movie, this is real shakespeare is shakespeare yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's classical it's classical work but yeah. in the movie that i'm doing it's i have that going on right we did we bought the wigs we got the the we got locations that look like you know 17th century locations all of that but at the same time that story is happening in contemporary world too. So it's Mozart and Salieri. Then you got Maz and Sal, who mm. are rappers. Mm. You got Sal as the OG rapper who I played in it. You know, he the right. rapper who who been doing this thing for a while, but he kind of falling off and he making songs to stay relevant. You know, he right. talking about jewelry and cars and all that and, and booty shaking because he's trying to stay relevant. Right. And then you got this dude, this younger dude, Maz, who's like the hottest new artist who effortless, effortlessly just comes in and got all the fans and doing the stuff. So like. Sal is jealous in the same way, so it's dope because what's happening in this movie that I'm doing, the characters are, the, it's happening at the same time. You see these two worlds, and they finishing each other's sentences, where it's like the going from the classical world to the contemporary world, um, and then That's what a crazy the world, the world start merging into each other, where right. you find classical stuff in the modern world, modern stuff is appearing in the classical world, all through the process of these characters are kind of losing their minds, where like my character who's kind of like the lead, which we didn't know that when we was filming, until we started filming it with the director that we hired who was like, man, this is Sal's story. And because he sees these visions and he starts seeing Salieri and they he starts talking to this dude from the 17th century, you know what I'm saying? They have conversations about killing Mozart and Maz. And then, you know, it, it's, it's about changing, the whole film is about changing the narrative in hip hop. Cause it's about like, while we all can't exist, in the same sphere as hip hop artists, like why we gotta hate on each other. Right. It don't gotta be violence. It don't. We ain't gotta kill the next dude who coming up. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's about. It's, it's it's it talks a lot about how uh, labels handle black men mm. and like they the real enemy. Like that that type of stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fire concept, bro. I ain't even heard, never heard of no concept like that. Who that was all you just came up with that? Man, it was something that we started. Um, so my homeboy uh, Robert um, is the main writer on it. Uh, we started writing it together. Uh, my first second year of grad school which was like six years ago something like that and we were supposed to film it we weren't even gonna do this modern part with the hip-hop and rap stuff we were just gonna do class we was in a classical class that learning about classical plays and theater and stuff and uh we was gonna film it with one of our professors just like on some look get a little camera film this little thing and uh after we graduated we started this film production company and uh robert kind of just brought it back off the shelf and was like yo remember that thing that we was writing like I wrote a new version of it. So he wrote it. Um, I came and I rewrote what he wrote because it's a lot of black characters. And of course, 
right. I had to come in and, you know, he, right. he Hispanic, he a um, Colombian dude, but he can't write right. black dialogue and stuff. Right. So I came in, I rewrote it. Um, and like, yeah, he, I, I came up with the ideas because I was, especially the ideas like about black men and hip hop and stuff. I'm like, yo, this is what we got to talk about. This is what we got to. So yeah, we, it was me and him who came up with the idea. Um, and then we, man, we got a, a dope team, like my homeboy Lucas, who's a, a Emmy award winning uh, cinematographer who came through uh, to do the cinematography on it. And man, we made it happen, man. No, that's live, that's live. Now, are you shamelessly plugging some of your music in there? Are you doing some new music for this? I am, I did, I mean, I did a song for the film. There is a song who my character performs uh, it's not, I mean, it's going to be on the soundtrack too, but the song is, it's the song that the character is making. In when, the movie. In the movie yeah, that, yeah. where the song where it's like, man, he felt, I just had a conversation with the dude who's editing. He's like, man, that song is hard. He was like, it was kind of too dope because it's supposed to not be as dope because it's <laughs> right, falling right, off. Right, and I'm right. like, yeah, man, I had that trouble when I was writing it. Like, how do yeah. I write a song that's dope, but not dope? And that, you know what I mean? But that song will be on there. And then uh, right. I'm, I got the soundtrack. It's going to be the dopest part to me. It's going to be my favorite part of this film yeah. because I got tech on the soundtrack. Uh, Tech is on the soundtrack. Uh, right. Two Gun Kiwi is on the soundtrack. Sully 4Q is some Kansas City artists. Uh, Bad News is going to be on the uh, Bad soundtrack. Bad News from yeah. the, the Rattle Rapper? From, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad oh, News, he going to yeah, be he, uh, from uh, the, uh, the show, the Rhythm and Flow show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gonna, that's yeah. my dog. Yeah. Uh, he going to be on the soundtrack. So I got a lot of people, man, that I'm, uh, and I'm still actively reaching out. So if anybody watching this who want to submit for the soundtrack, Dang. like submit them tracks, I'm working on putting it together. Uh, my homeboy, Sully, Sully 4Q, he uh, is producing the soundtrack for me. Um, and he came through, he got a dope song with him and Tech on there. Um, so far, this, I mean, it's an ongoing process, but yeah, man, the soundtrack gonna be dope. Man, and I got a song on there, you know. Hey, Kansas City putting on, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Between you and Cougar yeah. Films and yeah. Cooper Films, man, y'all going crazy, man. So when can we be expecting that? Like, when can we be looking out for that project? Because we definitely gonna support it over here, man. Man, I just finished, uh, I just finished another project that I'm hoping will be out soon that I'm working on with, uh, uh, Talib Kweli is a part of the project that I just got done filming in Kansas City. I filmed it in Kansas you City. You kind of saying that real modest though. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you really dropped some hit hard his names, man. He's, he's, he's not in it, but he's one of the, uh, it's, uh, one of the producers on it and he came through him. Kevin Wilmont was a part of, uh, or I guess they was in talks with Kevin Wilmont as a producer, but yeah, Talib Kweli had this song and which was the whole concept of this film that I, I play a teacher in, play a professor. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm like the lead in that. So that should be coming out hopefully. Dope. In the next few months that that one will be out um the one that i produced hopefully in the next few months too i'm gonna have a big premiere uh, i want to do two one in new york and one in kansas city for sure i'm gonna have one in new york let we'll see because uh, i gotta look at rules with these festivals and stuff if i can if i'm able to have two of them but i gotta right. give it its festival run so i might not even be able to put it out to the public besides the live premieres i might not be able to put it out into the public till like next april because i gotta wait a lot of like uh Sundance, a lot of festivals, they in like August, September, but then like we just missed the deadline for Tribeca, which was in April. Yeah. So I have to wait until after that to be able to put that to the public. That's real. Well, I, I want to bring in, uh, uh, well, shit. Um, I was about to bring in somebody. Uh, you know, first and foremost, my, uh, Monster Mom brought you on, man, and we want to yeah, bring him yeah, in yeah. on the scene because y'all got some shit going on yeah, as far man. as about to go down this weekend yeah, and some projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goddamn, 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 uh, God damn, business. Building, and yeah. uh, as I bring morning, and mom, we're about to introduce you, but I want you to speak on a uh, close minded, uh, real quick, because yeah. that in itself is something that is a dope concept 
from the visual aspect, but also as a black man, the dressing aspect. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as what is closed minded and how what does that mean to you? Yeah, man. I wanna man, I wanna take that and make it something bigger too, man. It was just it was a small concept that I had. Um because all my life I always kind of been uh, people always knew me for dressing, for being fly, for wearing fly clothes and stuff. Always wore clothes as a way to hide though, as a black man. You know what I'm saying? I always wore it as not even a way to hide, as a as an armor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I dress fly because I want people to perceive me a certain way. And that's in any situation that I go into, right? Whether it's for a job interview, when I'm on the block, I dress a certain way, I dress fly. You know what I'm saying? I got my kicks, I want people to know what's what, you know what I mean? And the whole concept was that we wear this armor because we not able to just be who we are as black men. We always gotta put something on every time we walk out the house, whether it's to feel comfortable in the hood, whether it's to feel comfortable when you around these white people, whether it's where, you know, no matter what it is. So yeah. the whole concept is like closed-minded. You know, yeah. we put it on, we put on that drip and it makes us, it's closed as in closed and then closed off like, you know, we closed-minded. Uh, I love it. Fashion Sense was uh, the, the original title it was called Fashion Sense. I love uh, it, I love it. But yeah, man, it's just about, uh, you know, what are we when, we, when we take all that armor off and we gotta go home at the end of the night, you know, at the end of the film, it's me with the target on my back. After you take off all that clothes and you get home, man, it's just, it's just you and yourself. Raw, you in, the, in the raw, in the raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Ma, what's good with it, baby? Man, thugging on it, man. Hey. Shame old thugging, man. Now, yeah. mind you, this is an unlikely scenario where y'all two linked up. I mean, it's, hey. I'm just curious how the hell did this God did? God did? God did? Hey, let me tell you, man. Yeah, this how did this link up happen, goddammit? This has been the dope, like, I, so I got to Dallas probably like three months ago or something like that. Tell him, yeah. And like, that's, man, this dude shows so much love, man. The first day I got here, like, I, I get there, I met, uh, it was Lady C that I met first. And, and she told Lady me C. that, she told me the way that uh, she even pulled up is because somebody else had called her and told her that I was in there. I was in Hideaway with my cousins and stuff. I got, you know, family who live here and stuff. I'm in Hideaway with my cousins. Lady C said somebody called her and told her I was up there. She introduced herself. I got to talking to her. She like, you need some weed? We gonna get it right. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, smoke. You know you smoke. So, yeah. bam, in comes my guy. You know what I'm saying? Big man. Blow. And we big blow. Hey, we 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 exchanged information that day. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, you know, I'm like, I'm really trying to tap into the culture here in Dallas, man. I'm like, I got family here. I'm thinking about moving down here. I'm like, hey, man, like, yeah. like, show me what's what's what down Shout here. Out to you know? see, and he man. like, yo, he like, man, I I got everything on lock. You know what he told me? He said, I'm the 50 cent of Dallas. Yeah, did he tell you he had over, did he tell you he had over a million views on YouTube? Nah, he didn't tell me that part. Oh hey, shit! Hey, he hey, he hey, didn't tell you that part. Hey, man, he said he known around his parts. Hey, you know? man, yeah, told me with the biggest gangster in the city, man. Cool. But you know, I'd have just cooled down, didn't tell you. Hey man. Hey, and we hey on some real shit though, you know what I'm saying? We really done became like brothers in a short amount of time, man. Like, like we sit, man, we talk. We have conversations about about life, about what we want to do, about the plans, real about what's talk. next, man, about about how we raise our kids, like stuff like that, man. Real like talk. just a real genuine dude, man. So yeah. it's love. So every time I fly back into Dallas, yeah. that's the first person I hit up. I'm like, yo, mom, that's, that's my OG right there. Yeah, talk to him. Mom, mom, so what, what y'all got working? I mean, because obviously, you know, you you've been in the music, you've been in you've been in the streets, you've been yeah, in the thing. Man, you know what? Hey, you, 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 you hooked up with Petey. How, how everything go? cool. Pete told me, say, man, say, man, look, mom, look, man. I'll bullshit aside, man. We need to get some money, man. What's that? I said, say, man, that is the way it's at, bro. You know, we, we can make it happen. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
you know, hey man, it's a lot of it's 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 a mark around here for especially the TV show like like you know when, the, when we mentioned Power Man, you know hey, that's one of my favorite TV shows, man. Like real talk, like I said it. Hey, I'm I'm one of them type of people that I said and and I go and watch series uh, 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 all way from the the season one, yeah, all the way up until where it is now, like. Because yeah. I play the couch. Just like we playing the couch. Now, I play this couch, man. I played the couch for a long time. You know what I mean? That's real. So, I'm on them TV. You know, I'm, I, I watch TV all the time. So, so music-wise, are y'all linked up on some music shit? Yeah, 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 man. We got some shit coming, man. You know, hey. can, can, is, it, is, it, is it secret? Is it anything y'all can touch yeah, on no, right no, now? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Okay, go, go ahead, go ahead. It's a big secret. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. All, all I'm saying is my dog adding a bunch of flavor. You know what I'm talking about? And you know, man, hey, we take man. it every avenue, man. Like, every like, avenue. Like man. I told what I told Mo, like he right. I'm like, yo, we got I'm I'm like, I'm trying to make some money. Like I, you know, this it's cool. Celebrity is cool, but hey, only if the celebrity bring me some money. Yeah, for real. Know? So I'm like, I tell him I'm I'm one of them, I'm one of them type, you know, hey, all the fame, you know, run bigger than the name, man. We need the money to match that. Yeah, man. So you know like, how do we get it, man? We yeah. we working on music, man. We got this event coming up, you know, next weekend or let's this. talk. No, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got an event on the fifteenth. Saturday, July fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, Saturday, July fifteenth. Hot man. You know, y'all already know that's my favorite spot. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, every time I go live, every time I'm on a picture. It's yeah, man. We there, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Shout out to Bill, man. Shout out to Bill, man. Shout out to Bill. Hey, we fuck with you. So, man. what's the event going on this Saturday, man? Just in case those who might be able to go to it, and if, even if they miss it, what what was it? What what is it? And what are y'all doing there on the 15th of yeah, Saturday? Man, good meet, good meet and greet. Good, you know, good company, man. You know, oh, yeah. everybody. You know, and I'm gonna say the first thing I'm, I can say is that it's a safe environment. Like, you know, everybody's on some, you know, hey man, we here to, to meet, greet, and, and, and be in the company of each other, man, and good vibes. You know what I'm saying? None of, that, none of that young boy bullshit. And I ain't talking about young boy, shout out to young boy. <laughs> none of the young, you know, I'm talking about bullshit. You know Petey, what, what was your thoughts on the hideaway when you first went up to the hill? Man, I thought, <laughs> hey, when I when I first pulled up the hideaway, first of all, I'm gonna tell you because I said, oh, this where all the people from Kansas City be hiding. Ah, I saw oh, yeah, so many people man. from back home when I was in there. I yeah, said, oh, man. this feel. I felt right at home, man. I saw uh, so many people shit. I know. And then <clears throat> keep a G, man. Like how do I show love? I ain't been. Yeah. I mean, a lot of places show love now because of. Me being, on, yeah, me being on TV and stuff, but like it's different there. You know what I mean? It just feels different when I'm in Hideaway. Like feel, everybody got your back, everybody looking out for you. Everybody like it, it feel like love in there. You it's know what I'm saying? Family. So family. yeah, that's right. When I was there, I was like, man, I gotta. This place is trouble. I gotta stay away from here because I'll be in here all the time. And them drinks. Oof, come on, hey man, man. hey man. The drinks at Hideaway. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm used to. Look, I get, I get whiskey. I drink my whiskey straight. You know what I'm saying? Whiskey straight or Douce or Hennessy, whatever. I drink it straight on the rocks. It'd be about that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Hideaway, it's all alcohol. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nigga, yeah. On the rocks. Uh, on the rocks. No chase. Rock. Hey, Shit. but it's love, man. They show love in there. Everybody's yeah, cool. Everybody, on the rocks, man. Well, let's do it like this, man. Because, uh, man, you know, definitely uh, we're going to chop it up. But, uh, Peter, I want you to definitely go through there, man, as far as for those fans sitting at home. You know, right now they like probably wondering, they probably know you at own power, but now they're going to be fans of who you are and what you've done already, you know, through theater and everything else. 
what do you have coming up yourself as far as when they log onto your Instagram, when they look and see what you got going, even outside of power? Like, what do you have coming up that you were working on? Man, what I'm working on now, man, I'm actually a uh, keep it G, man. I'm going through a bit of a reset right now. Yeah. A lot of it is because this writer strike that's happening has been slowing production down. I ain't been getting the, the auditions like I usually would because of the writer strike and everything shut down in the industry, right? Nothing's being filmed, TV or film. Um, so I'm like, I'm, I'm taking a little time, um, kind of going on a sabbatical of sorts, you know what I mean? Uh, to really kind of just take a break from everything, do some meditating, uh, doing some music. I'm gonna be doing a lot of music. So that's what people can look forward to mm-hmm. because forward I'm gonna have time to like really yeah. get in touch with myself again with my brain For and real. really be able to come out with this music, man. I, I got a lot of stuff on Backstock already. I'm writing all the time. I'm constantly writing. So, you know, I'm about to start putting it out. I'm about to start, you know, if you look on my Instagram, it's a bunch of little videos where yeah, I just nah, do you've my been, little Yeah, you've been coming with like the bar. That. Yeah, nigga, you, know? you got something. So, yeah. Damn it. You know, so I'm about to, I'm about to take yeah, a couple of them and make the full songs. Yeah. I'm going to start dropping more little videos because that just be when I just be ready. I'm like, man, I ain't doing nothing. I need to just drop a video on Instagram. And, and I've been moving around so much that I haven't been able to really do nothing. But now I'm about to kind of set myself here in Dallas at least for a month or so. I mean, I got to travel a little bit for the next week or so back and forth but like after but that Dallas like will a be month a place. So, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna settle here for like a month or so just so I can sit down do some music put that out man there you go man yeah. for those that do wanna follow you follow your journey get on Instagram get on Rumble whatever you want yeah. uh, what all uh, where, where are all your handles how can they follow yeah yeah man it's uh, PD McGee on Instagram with an extra E P-E-T-E-Y-M-C-G-E-E-E uh, it's PD McGee PD McGee on IG that's pretty much the only thing I use. I'm on TikTok and Facebook and Snapchat. And all. It's PD McGee anywhere you look at it. But Instagram, the only one that I really use, and I try not to even be on there as much. But, you know, you can always, hey, if you really got, if you want to talk to me about anything, you want to talk to me about life, about movies. I, I'm always constantly working on movies. So I got a big movie that I've got, uh, that I'm working on that I just wrote. And I'm going to have a lot of big names working in this movie that I'm producing, but it's in early stages. Uh, I'm still editing on the other one. But like, you want to talk about anything, the best way to get to me is email, info at pdmcgee.com. There you like, go. Shoot me an email. There you go. Yeah. You know, uh, for those that you would like to shout out to got you here on this journey, is there any shout outs you want to give that got you to this point? Yeah, man, for sure. Like my mama first and foremost, like uh, my mama, and God together, you know, put me on this journey. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for uh, my mom. Like I always say, she she kind of made a sacrifice. Like my my mother's death is what started me on the path that I'm on. I wanted to make her proud. I wanted to do something to make her proud. Now I'm doing stuff beyond my wildest dreams, you know. And and God gave me that vision uh, through my mom. So my mama for sure. Um, all my family who constantly supported me, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, the professor who got me started in acting, Scott Stackhouse, uh, and then Kevin Kittle, you know what I mean? My team, First Fight Films, everybody, Maxine, Rob, Laz, like the whole team, Walker. Uh, and you know, all my loved ones, you know, they, they know who they are, man. My kids, for sure. Uh, I, they the reason that I keep babies, going. Man. I keep Thank going you. because of them, them babies that I got to take I care swear, of. Man. And, and I hope that they are biggest motivation. In everything that they do, I hope they fearless and brave and, and decide to go after whatever they want to do the same way I do. Man, there you go. There you go, man. Well, I ain't got to say it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a definitely a blessing to have you here on the couch, man. Talk this power stuff. Talk this power verse. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Man, Pete man. McGee in the goddamn book. Hey, you already know, man. We got to say it. Hey,
I say you all realize Street Star, man, we got to salute this shit for real, man. Nah, thank you, man. Ma, you already know what it is, bro. Hey, we salute that shit. Huh?